This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The idea of what we were doing is because we put a tweet out there. You probably obviously didn't see it, but we put a tweet out there. We was asking for um, people to get in contact with us to come on who were basically sort of anti-ROM, you know, want him gone, but also anti-process. Now, I know that's not your stance. That's also not our stance. But we just want to get, I guess, opinions from the supporters of what do they feel is needed to... Yeah. What's the, what, what's the what's the next steps, I guess, basically? Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, I guess we, we can dive into this and just see where it takes us, I suppose. Yeah. 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 So that, that's kind of where we're at, really. It's uh, that most people, if not all by now, are probably run out. But it's it's what is the next step? I say, Mike, me and Scott, and I'm assuming your opinion is the same. We are, do you know what? It's enough, enough. We should do everything we can to get him out. Um, what that is, I don't know. But I, th- I think um, generally um, around the supporter base, um, if you if you rewound now five years ago, um, not to anything specific, but just five years ago, I think Ron was sitting on a kind of 50-50, maybe 60-40 in his favour position in terms of fan fan approval. Um, now I would say throughout the years, I'd say a year ago, I would say it was 75, 25 as of today and what's gone on over the last couple of weeks, I would say 90, possibly even 95% disapproval rating for Ron, you know, I I, I liken it to the uh, mobile app, uh, football chairman. (laughs) <laughs> um, with, with a dis- disapproval rating. But the great thing was with, with that programme, un- unlike Football Manager, where you could get sacked, you own the club. So you could never get, you know, you could never uh, never get sent on your way. So it's uh, eerily hocks back to that. But yeah, I would say around, around 95% is uh, is where it's at, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, tend, to, I tend to agree, really. And, uh, yeah, obviously there was this sort of, what was it? The, the, the sit-in process. I mean, it didn't really go down well. So, honestly, nothing. No, really... I think that was that. That was something um, that we just said on the hop. Oh, I might well sit in, test the water. I mean, it was literally called for hours before on the Friday evening. Yeah, that that didn't. The, the timing of that announcement didn't help. And also, I think the last train out of South End was like fifteen minutes after the final whistle. So, always going to have more of a problem on 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 a yeah. night game. Um, with 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 stuff like that, um, but yeah, no, it's um, is what it is. Uh, but I do think there's this is the problem. South End supporters. I don't know why this might be anecdotal. I don't know why we seem to be different, but we seem to be the most relaxed 
laid-back supporters I have ever known. Um, and obviously, I can't speak for a lot of other clubs because, I, you know, I support Southend. Um, but I liken a Southend fan to a man who'd be sitting in his home. There's a house fire. And he's just looking around and thinking, um, <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I suppose I better get up. Uh, and then with 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 complete grace and uh not at all um light of foot just uh paces on out of there um it's it's like we would have to sleepwalk into oblivion before we even realized that is if you've taken the words right out of my mouth sleepwalking into oblivion and i've i've used that phrase sadly quite a lot over the last three or four years and I think and when what, is the wake up call? You know, how, how many wake up calls does one man need? How I think many wake up calls do the supporters need? Because I, I completely agree with what you said, Scott, about like four, maybe five or six years ago. And I was one of them where you were saying yeah, it was like I, a 50 50 yeah. split. I was one of them. I think, I think that all stemmed from that. Was, he, he never let it go into the hands of administrators, he never let it get to the point of points no. deduction when you would see other clubs were suffering that fate. Mm. You might think, well, sometimes it maybe is better the devil you know. But, I, I think, that, but it's just been a downward spiral ever since. I, I think, honestly, the reason why the benefit of the doubt was given a lot back then was, you know, and, th and this is going to sound cliche because the club writes this on the side of a bloody big building down Victoria Avenue, believe. We all wanted to believe. And we allow that to cloud our judgment, um, our, our, our better judgment, and, uh, and we give in the benefit of the doubt. And like you say... It's a difficult one because Ron's actions, right, don't speak of a man, right, who wants to destroy this club. No. But his execution and his method of getting to his aims are quite frankly appalling. I mean, Hannibal Lecter probably had more grace. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the way I see it, the way I see it is you have a guy, right? Ron Martin, right? Up on high on Benfleet Road, um, looking down on the people below. Um, and so he owns a um, property development firm and he um, he buys the football club um, with other with other partners in, in that. But broadly speaking, in layman's terms, Ron buys a club. His aim is, I'll build them a new stadium I'll sell the land that it's currently on. I'll flip that. I'll make money there. They get a new ground. Everyone's a winner, right? In its pure essence, right, that's what's happened a lot all around football, not just in the UK, but everywhere. Mm -hmm. And in of itself, if that plan comes to fruition, that's a good thing. But it don't always work like that. And we've been... And, and this is this is no way, shape, or form making any excuses for Ron, but we've had some terrible luck. There's no doubt about that. You know, you you look, you, you see, he comes riding in on his shining white horse, like bleeding Tonto or Zorro. Take <laughs> your pick. Um, uh, gets rid of uh, Vic Jobson. Oh, bless his soul. <laughs> um, I, I actually mean that because you know, bet the bet the devil, you know, God. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you two, but I, I remember, I remember Vic and Christ. He was bad, but Christ, oh, I wish we had him now. Anyway, so 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 Ron comes in and he wants to. He buys a he buys a football club, um, and then the first, and then then obviously planning permission has to be granted, and stages and the process starts. Then when, just when things look like they're all falling into place, you know, Sainsbury's a bankroll in the club. I fear I'm going to be standing on some new North Bank shouting, come on, you shoppers. <laughs> and, um, and we're going to be playing in orange uh, and all that. Just you think all that's going to go ahead. The 2008 financial crash. Uh, price of steel goes through the roof. That's undeniable. Everything gets thrown into doubt. Plans were called in, um, I believe, a few times. Secretary of State, stuff like that. 
all, all frustrate the process. But what's also happening at the same time is market trends are changing. Shopping trends are changing. I remember when I was um, growing up, makes me sound old and like that. I was only born in 1985. But anyway, <laughs> I remember the Tesco on Prince Avenue being built, which was a normal Tesco then, but became a Tesco Extra. I remember that being built. And during the early 90s, there was a big shift in market trends to having everything in one big supermarket under one big roof, right? Like with Toys R Us and places like that, just everything under one big roof. That, that, that was the way forward. And that worked for Sainsbury's, and they wanted to build that flagship store at the site of Root Salt. Pretty mm. gumdrops. Anyway, so we go... Everything moves forward like that. But while this has all been called in and things have been delayed, Sainsbury's have got the ump. Ron has somehow managed, right, um, to bend over, right, Sainsbury's and proverbially give them one up the jacksy while getting them to bankroll us, right? <laughs> if Ron is anything, he's fucking cute. You know, honestly. he uh, He's not he's not stupid. No. You know? Um, so he's, so he's got them to bankroll the club. and then but, but what's happened is things have come back into line. The crash is now over. We're now into the early 2010s. But market trends have changed. So now the problem you've got is Audi and Lidl. The trend is now small stores, but located more often. You know, that didn't work with Sainsbury's and all that collapsed. And, you know, I could go on for hours about, you know, how unlucky we've been. But it is true, and I have to be true to you guys, to what I'm saying, and to all the other fans, there has been a degree of unluckiness. But as with everything with Ron, he his method is terrible. The execution is terrible. He would, he would write the fans a letter, right? And he has the ability to make it professional, yet cringeworthy. So he would say something like, he, you'd get this letter to the fans, it'd be written like, like it's a letter from your bank. Bank of Ron. Terrible interest rates. Um, and <laughs> this letter would read, blah, 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 blah. And it would have like, yeah, Macca. Like instead of McCormack, Macca. And he's like, ah, oh, trying to be, oh, I'm in a hip crowd now. I'm Ron, I'm down with the fans. <laughs> but it's still written like a letter from your bank. Uh misses the tone time and time again, misjudges the mood of the fans time and time again. Um, and uh, it, it, it can't it can't go on. And one thing has led to another. And now you're gambling so much with the club's future. You know, I get clubs get into difficulties, but we're a laughing stock. Honestly, if if this if Colchester was in this position that we are, I would literally be camped out on their message balls, winding them up all day. <laughs> I literally would, because I'm a sad prick. I admit it. I admit it. I'm sad, but you know what? What we can only try, and all I get from people all the time about Save Our South End and stuff like that is. You know, what's protest going to do? Well, protests in and of itself aren't going to do much, but they will do one thing. They won't remove Ron. Ron's not going to look out of his uh, proverbial blinds and windows at Ron Towers, whether it be outside of his house. Because I, I, I was there when we protested outside of his house. There's a funny video on YouTube, a little um, story on the side. Um this was during the time that there was um, accusations of untoward goings on with um, I remember this. what might be called a, a maid or a cleaner. I remember this. Um, a woman comes outside and um, I proceed to uh, tell her, oh, sorry, are you the maid? Can you put the kettle on? And we all stood outside. <laughs> it was actually his wife. <laughs> um, so I didn't go down too well. But, but that aside, that aside, that... Um, <laughs> Did you put the kettle on? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't remember. So what, what did annoy me, though, was I, it was on ITV News. I didn't get any credit on ITV. 
Well, as soon as it was on there, I was expecting the check to come through the door, <laughs> million pound worth of royalties or something. I thought I'm on, I'm on Anglia News. <laughs> oh, I remember that. No, I remember, oh, that. I remember that. Anyway, where was I? Tangents. Anyway, protest. so we got. Uh, pardon? You said we were talking? talking about protests. Yeah, so protesting of itself. Ron looks out from his window, looks down, right? Sees us protest. He's not going to go. I've hurt these people. <laughs> Time I left. <laughs> Come on, we live in a real world here, you know. Um, so because he won't, he, he won't go. Um, but like, but what the point I was going to make is what th- does a protest do? A protest creates public exposure. I put this on Shrimper Zone. I've been trying to explain to people. Um, that when you sell your house, right, you don't go out and find a buyer first. 99% of the time, we're talking, you know, logical. You you announce that you're putting your house up for sale, mm-hmm. right? You create the media surrounding that. You do the marketing or you pay an agent to do or whatever, right? And then once it's out in the great wide world, like fishing, you see who takes a nibble. With a protest, it's the same thing of putting something up for sale, but it's doing it when what you're what is you're trying to sell is not officially for sale. So Ron's not going to put the club up for sale, right? The protest might give him some a bit of pressure that, you know, we don't want you, we think you're a prick, blah, 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 blah. But what it will do is what it has done, not just what it will do, what it has done, it has put us in a spotlight. I mean, I myself, not to uh, blow trumpets, but not do that. Um, uh, blowing trumpets and all that. I did Anglia News, BBC Essex. Um, I even did Talk Sport. I was on there for about five minutes um, with. Um, Simon Gordon, mate. But yeah, Simon, uh, what's his face from Palace? Who tried to take me down. I think I held my own. He's very good. I'll give him that. I held my own. I mean, I ducked to, you know, I didn't pull any punches, but, you know, I did the old uh, Peters slip and slide, you know. And it, and, but what it did, it got the nation talking. And when I say nation, I don't mean everyone's on a street corner in Barnsley <laughs> saying uh, South End's up for sale and all that. None of that rubbish. But what it is doing, it's in the football world, it's letting the, the the football scene in the UK, in England know there's a lot of discourse, a lot of disharmony at South End United. The owner's under pressure, right? You never know who is listening, who is watching, right? Who might one evening been sitting down watching Anglian News, had it on in the background? Might be part of a big hedge fund operation or whatever, right? And their memories jogged about Southend, or or they or, or they they investigate more into it, right? However small that chance is, right? It's a chance that needs to be taken. Plus the fact I think, you know, you have to do something as football fans. If we did nothing, and we still had the same outcome, and let's say the club died. Right, I'd never forgive myself for not doing anything. I'd rather go down fighting and know we tried than doing nothing at all, because by doing nothing, you'd always get the same result, and that's nada, nothing. That's basically where I feel, really. You know, it's we've we've we have done nothing for the last four years or whatever it is, and, and you know, it's time to do something. After our after our chat with you, we have got people on who are going to be sort of yeah anti Ron, but um, also anti process. So it's going to be interesting to get their point of view. But as I say, I'm with you. It's the time for action is now. Ultimately, um, if like you say, if the club dies, then it's it's almost our fault as fans. It was it was dying anyway. Yeah, it's kind of our fault as fans for not acting and at least trying to do something. I say what that is, I don't know. You know, my first suggestion. Would have been a boycott, 
Oh, but then that means he, he's less, you know, he's, he's less money in his pocket. It hits, then, him, hits him in the wallet. But, but also, being staff that aren't getting paid at the moment anyway, then probably fail to get paid even more. But so on, 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 the flip, on, the on the flip side of that, they're not getting paid anyway. That's true. So, oh, it's a tough one. Hold on. There's a knock at the door. <laughs> ah, it's Dr. Peters. Surgeon Peters to you. <laughs> Surgeon Peters, right? <laughs> knows when there's a cancerous growth, right, and he can operate on it, he has to cut away some margin as well, just to be sure, right? As such is what we're talking about here. Sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind, right? You know, a boycott is a prime example of that. Nobody wants to have to boycott. Nobody wants to push the club onto the brink. But when you've got no other option and you've tried the talking, you've had the sit downs and you've had the, you know, the chats with Ron, the Zoom calls with Ron and him swearing at me. Some people think <laughs> I was really offended by that and I made a big thing of it. No, I wasn't offended at all about it because, you know, some should hear the language I come out with on a Saturday at um, football assuming I'm still yeah. aware. <laughs> um, but, you know, but a man in his position. You know, should have some decorum. You know, well, the stunt he pulled at um, Solihull, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that, I mean, that was classic. But anyway, back to the um, Surgeon Peters angle. It's the same with the trust, right? Now, the trust think I've been really critical and having a go at them. It's not, not purposely having a go at them. I'm just trying to say, look, you guys do try hard. I give you that. But you're trying hard and focusing on the wrong area all the time. You're, you know, sometimes, and, and I think a key word to take away from today, the last couple of weeks, uh, a phrase would be cruel cool to be kind. Because at some point we have to say, and we have to uh, and tip Ron Bollocks. You know, it's not happening, Ron. Bollocks to you, right? And if you don't sell, you know, we could boycott this club, right, to the point that you won't be able to get rid of it or we'll taint its reputation or whatever. You know, there's various possibilities. We don't want to have to do that. Nobody wants to have to do that. But the trust can't keep, you know, I, I liken it to lemmings. And I don't mean that in a, in a really rude way, but, you know, a lemming, it will just go along in a little direction. <laughs> it's gone off a cliff. And, and not only that, there comes his mate. Uh, he's gone as well. Um, but you see what I mean? They just fought, they're blind leading the blind. And, 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 you know, they'll watch this and they'll be up in arms and trust and they'll be saying, oh, no, how dare he? And I'll be thinking to myself, yes, but guys, listen, I love each and every one of you, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, not literally, but you, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, lots of friends on the trust. Don't forget, I was on the trust committee for 10 years myself. So I know how it operates. I know how it works. And many of the people that are on there then are still there. People like Paul Yeomanson, who's a great guy, Paul Fitzgerald, trust chairman, etc., etc. Um you know, but they can't keep going on in, in the same direction, doing the same thing time after time after time after time after time again. You know, the definition of madness, you know. Uh, so so I've been told anecdotally that doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result. You know, I suppose if you turn that thing, what, what lottery, really, because if you're doing the same thing over and over and not winning, I, I can win that anyway. <laughs> But no, um, yeah, it, it can't, there has to be, a, but, but not only that, people also say, well, why are you picking on the trust? Do something yourself. Scott, you got to save our South End, do something yourself. No. Save our South End should not have to exist. And not just not have to exist because of the club, but because of the trust. The trust is the vehicle that is best placed. The trust is the vehicle that has the paid membership and the mandate. 
they need to be leading the charge from the front. You know? And if they didn't galvanise the support, we can do so much more. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree. I do think they're in a tough situation. You know, don't get me wrong. It's between a rock and a hard place, ultimately. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong for one second. And I've probably said that about 50 times. So I probably will get made wrong. <clears throat> but anyway... Yeah, they, they are in a tough position. I, I, I wouldn't wish that position on them at all because in their own um, words, their motto is to help, not hinder. Now, the trouble is, if you take that literally, a bit like Americans take the right to bear arms, literally, <laughs> right? Until all of a sudden the postman's come to deliver your post and you're pointing an AK-47 at him. And everything's above board and legal, but you're allowed to shoot them in the air because you're trespassing. Um, you know, when you when you get to that sort of scenario of things, it's it's complete madness. You know, complete madness. You, they and I and I don't know the, the solution. And do they want to change? But to help, not hinder, is right. That's a great motto. But you have to look at that in the long term, in the long game. You know, the short-term pain to get Ron out or to facilitate Ron's removal for long-term gain. You know, I, I don't see how that's uh, that's such a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. What what would your next step be if you were, say, let's say you was head of the trust, you chair of the trust, what would you, and you obviously got that, you've got that reach to the supporters, what would your next steps be? Christ, this sounds like a um, campaign video now. <laughs> well, I've got Maggie behind me. She's backing me. God bless her. Um, oh, she's outside. God bless her. Um, mirrored. Um, what would I say? First thing I would do if I was... Say I got elected trust chairman tomorrow, just for example. Um, I would like to stand and I would like to give that job a go, by the way. I feel I could... And again, I'm not wishing to be up my own ass, and every people think I'm a prick sometimes. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I should do. I cried myself to sleep nightly. Um, I would. The first thing I would do, right, is I would call a general meeting of um, the whole trust, so uh, all board members first off. Then I would call a meeting with all trust members, right. Let's speak about situation. Then, then, not uh, then, well, it's more of an and as well as a then. You then get all the other supporters groups involved. There needs to be unification across the board, right? Yeah. You, everyone needs to know where they stand. Um, so you speak to them, right? And then, 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 for want of a better word or words, you go on the campaign trail. Um, but you have to bring everyone under the same banner and speaking the same language, having the same rough core aims and your method of getting there. Because what's fell down in recent years is we all want the same thing, right? Finally, well, you know, finally, we've all come to the consensus that we don't want Ron. But our method of achieving that is different Mainly from the trust to the other groups, and sorry to highlight them, but I think their method is not the method that, for example, you guys would support anymore, that we certainly wouldn't support anymore. Um, exiles, move voice, whatever. You know, I think everyone is all pretty much aligned now in method other than the trust. However, the only caveat with that is the trust are the only officially, well, officially recognised kind of body by the club. You know, part of the um, Federation, Football Supporters Federation, so they've got that mandate as well. So I get that their situation is slightly different. Um, but if we can get their method to align with ours, and I would certainly do that if I was Trust German. If I would Trust German tomorrow, right, I would swallow up um, Save Our South End. I'd bring it under the trust banner and run it as a campaign within the trust. That's how I felt what they felt they should have offered to us. Because, again, we shouldn't have to exist. And 
you know, it would be nice that we were, you know, getting the view of the trust board all the time, which we can't get because we're not on it. You know, I'm just a lowly life member these days. I'm not um, on the board of the, of the trust, which although the trust have emailed me um, two weeks ago asking me to come back, asking me to get involved, which I, I welcomed. I sent back a lengthy email. Some of it was in true, true, blue, pedantic, <laughs> up my own ass style, like more like not that I'd be really happy to help. It's like more like, no, you guys need me. Um, you know, I sent that back. I didn't hear anything. You know, even though I got a, a quick response saying, "Yeah, no problem, Scott. We'll come back to you." Damn, no nothing. Constantly answering persona, I have questioned and I have said, "Please, someone get hold of me." JP Fitz Fitzgerald, like uh, Paul Fitz's son, JP. Nice lad. Really got a lot of time for JP. Someone I can work with. You know, um, I've asked him to. You know, let's get everyone together. Let's get all the groups together in a meeting. No club. No club. This is about what we're going to do and our movements. Get all the groups together. Whether it, you call it what you want, call it fan conference, fan whatever, meeting, love shack, <laughs> love shack, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Let's get, and in person as well. No, none of the fucking Zoom. Sorry, no disrespect. <laughs> But you know what I mean. It, it, you treat it with the importance and the grandeur it deserves. And then once you get the look of people and get to look in their eyes, you know, face to face what's going on, you can get the real truth and the real stance of how, how someone's feeling. A bit like, if, you know, in the workplace, it's okay for ongoing relationships if you want to have a Zoom meeting, catch up with clients. But if you've got a prospective new client, you want to do them the honour and you want to go down there and you want to say, you know, look in their eyes, do them that honour, give them that respect, treat it with the importance it deserves. So, yeah, that, that's what I would do if I was trust chairman. But, and, and that, but then I would look towards, um, on the long, more midterm, how are you going to get rid of Ron? Um, I would seriously be interested in exploring what a ballot would, um, a ballot, uh, what a um, boycott would look like. Um, but again, it, I would want the mandate from Shrimpers Trust members or even, even all SAF and United supporters. What's the view? Shall we do this? Shall we not? You know, you want to do things with their blessing, you know, otherwise you get the wrong tone of it. You find yourself on the wrong side of history. Um, you do that, explore them sort of options, but also let's look at facilitating who's out there who prospectively wants to, or who is interested in buying this football club. Because let's be honest, if there is one silver lining or one gap in the proverbial dark cloud with the sun shining through with a halo above my head and a Bible in my hand, if you've ever watched Book of Mormon, right, that is great at theatre in London. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bible in my hand and basically, you know, saying, no, do you, who, who wants to buy this club? How can we help facilitate it? Right. How can we, because there are people out there. That's the silver lining. It's not like there's no one out there and no one's bloody interested. Right. Mm. I know Carl Reader personally. I stood on the terraces years and years ago, and years gone by, seasons gone by, with Carl. Hi, Amanda Way, right? A lot of the people I know in my inner group, you know, the you know my mates, I mean, we all know each other, but you know my lot, your lot, all that, know Carl really well, because he's a little bit older than you guys. Um, and it's just a sort of an, an age thing. But Carl doesn't do this lightly. You know, and I can't speak for everything I've been told by Carl, because a lot of this is business sensitive um, and I'd be doing it a disservice because that's not my expertise to explain it either. What I can say though, is it's a hundred percent legit. It's a hundred percent serious and it's got a hundred percent proper backing. Um, and that's where it is. But there might be other interested parties. I mean, we had the blue Knights, that organization, um, that cropped up a few years ago when things were looking tetchy. Sometimes it takes a crisis 
and it takes the shit to hit the fan before people will show their hand. You know? That's, yeah. that's pretty much reason. And that's what I would do, like you say, if you put me in the scenario if I, if I was um, running, running the trust. But, but that aside, let me just say as a caveat to that, guys at the trust are good people. They do a lot of good work, a lot of good charity work. I don't always agree with the charity work, not the fact that it's charity work. We can all agree charity work's good. But a lot of that, instead of raising money for other charities, we should be keeping as a fighting fund should the worst happen. And a Phoenix club is needed to be created, which should always be, by the way, the last resort of Phoenix club. If you bolt too early and bring in a Phoenix club too early, you end up in a situation that could potentially happen where we've started a new club, we are South and Athletic. Come on, you Saxons. <laughs> yeah, but we're South United and we've sorted things out now. And we're still going. Yeah, but we're getting like a thousand people turned up for our game in the Essex Senior League Division 6, you know, sponsored by Robinson's Fruit Shoot. Yeah, well, you know, you, you did affect our crowds, but, you know, we don't. It's about 2,000. And there is your problem. If you split the supporter base, nobody wins. Nobody wins. You've only got to look at somewhere like Bristol, right? This would never happen. I'd never, I'd never want it to happen. Imagine how big a Bristol football club could be if there wasn't a City or a Rovers. It was just one club. Both of them clubs get good crowds as it is. Imagine how good it could be. But don't go splitting your fan base or your potential fan base because none of us will win. You know, we stay put. And if Southend United was to die and there is zero chance of resurrection, it had to be remade. That's when you strike. But that doesn't mean you don't be prepared for the day. You have contingency plans and you have finances stacked up in place should the worst come to us. Because people might say, oh, we might start another football club. Well, a football club low down, I think you'll find a hundred grand goes quite away. Mm. You know, we're talking at the low, low level that you'd have to start, but that's all pine sky at the moment, hopefully. Yeah, yeah for us to come to that one. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, so so I'm assuming the answer is going to be a yes, but also are you in favour of progress from now? Was that like was that like wrapping up everything I've just said and then you're just saying in that so that's a yes then? <laughs> well, no, kind of. Say, yeah, we, we're ultimately going to get other people on that are anti it, but... We wanted to try and put different perspectives across in yeah, the, I, different angles I, on it. I'm actually, although I support protest because I've I've been there before and stuff like that, I think we might be pushing to the potential realms of boycott. And I hate to say that because... We've now, there's now been a couple of protests. Yeah, there's not been the most massive things or whatever. Um, but you you can't keep flatlining. You, you need to keep cranking up the pressure. Um, Blackpool fans did it. The only, the only, and I hate to keep using them as an example, but they are a good example. Uh, and we learned a lot from working with their supporters trust. Really great bunch of guys. Um, and they learned a lot themselves during the process. They're really clued up. But um, yeah, I think I think that a boycott is is on paper it sounds okay, 
But in principle, it's a bloody big gamble because Ron could then pull the plug. Whether or not he will, that's another story. Um, but it's a bloody big gamble to boycott. Wimbledon did it again, slightly different because their club was going to be fucked off up yeah. to Milton Keynes anyway. Um, other examples, again, um, uh, Blackpool. Blackpool, you know, the, the, theirs was a, a, a different situation, slightly different to ours. Um, the thing is, they had a they had an owner who was it wasn't necessarily a money issue, you know. So you know they could bank, he could bankroll it, he could take the hit. I don't think Ron can take the. Well, listen, Ron can't take the hit, and because Ron can't take the hit, when the house of cards come falling down, we go with it. Yeah. You know, unless you can guarantee me that someone's going to ride in, you know, in white satin armour and just get the club and say, no, nah, it's all right. I mean, or like the one of the old Grolsch adverts for the beer. Stop. Um, you know, something like that. But what, what can you do? It's, but consensus needs to be had from all groups, everyone together. So that, that that's where I am with that. So do I support? protests yes i do but i do want to explore further options dialogue is dead now for me i think personally no, we've I done agree. the talking he's had enough chances to talk we've done the talking every, every word that comes out of his mouth is a lie you yeah. can't, can't trust the word he says yeah. so what time for talking done yeah. and, in, and in fact the more you talk to him the angrier you get yeah. you know which, which doesn't help the situation anyway so you couldn't converse with him even if you wanted to. So that's my stance on it. Do you know the danger? I I, I agree with, with a lot of, of what you say. And I think there's a problem with it's having cohesion within the fan base. I, I think that's a massive thing. And I, I am still very concerned a number of the supporters aren't really getting it at a club level. They're only because there was so much of this on Saturday. Like, oh, don't, don't do this, don't do that, because it'll impact the team. There won't be a team left to support if no. if we let this continue. No. What, what are you talking about? What What are you talking about? That, that's what I'm. I'm still baffled. What my question to to those people is: When is enough enough for you? Is it administration? Is it a points deduction? Because then that is affecting the team. So that is that is still my major concern. Yeah. That there's still not quite enough supporters actually getting it. And that brings me yeah. around to the point about a boycott. Would enough people actually boycott to make a significant hit? Um, that, and, and, and that in itself is the quandary. That's where, you know, we have to look at the statistics and how many people you think it would affect and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's a very risky a very risky situation uh, for sure. I mean, it's all about coordination. Um, the trouble is, you know, I you're you're going back in now lessons learned in this country through the 1980s with the miners' strikes. You know, where let's say the people on strike are South End supporters, and the ones going to the game, known as scabs, um, are traitors to the cause because they're going to watch the game. You know, you're not helping the situation. Do you then risk the disharmony within the supporters and then everything you play? Thank you very much, Wilder's very kind of you. Um, you can say that. <laughs> See, well, <laughs> you know, this is brilliant. Look at that. And ice. And ice. There's no slice. No. Come on. Time of everything. Any port in a storm. Anyway. So, so yeah, you have to look at the... Um, Look at the situation like that, and you—if you end up getting that infighting, then you're even even more trouble. You're creating further division and not sowing solidarity. And that makes Ron stronger. It does. You know, Wimbledon boycott worked because it was so out of this world and so nailed on what was going on. You know, I think I think they ended up. I think they played Everton, and I think it was around 99, or whenever it was, the date doesn't really matter. 
but it was during that time i think it was about the lowest ever attendance for a premier league game mm. i think it was about three four thousand don't quote me on that and i think most of them were Everton. yeah they didn't really have an axe to grind um but yeah yeah, that is low on it. Every situation on its merits. Um, no, we think that's low. I don't think I don't think you'll get enough support initially. <laughs> I, I think with club, other clubs that don't like Blackpool, it was wasn't just boycott stop now. I think it gathered steam. It gathered momentum. Yeah, and if you look at the attendance last night, apparently it was quite low. Yeah, it looked. It look, it, I thought the attendance looked quite low on Saturday as well. I, I, but you know, there's always this thing that they're counting season tickets regardless of whether you actually attend or not. So, what attendance actually gets read out? You're always looking around, thinking, really? Is like, there any legality surrounding that? I don't I mean, know. There's I don't, they can I don't announce know. what they like, but for, for tax reasons, it might be last like five thousand and twenty-four. I think was the announcement. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a good gauge of, of route or what's going on is how busy does the South Lower look? Yeah. South Lower is always a good barometer of, you know, but it'd be different because I'm in the West, normally off my face, drunk with my shirt off. <laughs> See, look, there you go, look, it's trying to come off now, look, look disappearing in the green screen. Um, yeah, yeah, so what I the view I see, I use that as a barometer. Are you you two over the east? I'm in the south. You're south. Oh, up, right. You're in the south, so obviously you I'm can't use the south to gauge. You'd probably look and see how busy some part of the east end is, and you'd use that as a gauge. You know, so there's no real way of, of knowing without having the mm-hmm. hardcore figures. But until you know how the figures are counted, yeah, you're not going to get gain anything from that either. It is a big risk, and it hurts, and you and you don't want to hurt the players. Because knowing our luck, right, things are going to get worse, knowing our luck. But on the pitch, you're going to get really good. Yeah. And now we're forcing a position where half of them are saying, let's boycott. The other half saying, how can we boycott? We're, we're knocking on the door here. Oh, well, yeah. Going up. Yeah. But but, uh, but ultimately, you know, if, you, going on. But if the backroom staff aren't being paid or who, yeah, whoever isn't being paid, that is going to have a knock-on effect on the players. Doesn't doesn't mean you know, they're going to be sitting there. Say they have all been paid, and you know I've I've been reliably informed there was one or two that haven't been paid, or at least so, wasn't so, paid. Certainly one um, that we are pretty sure. Yeah, of. there's at least one that wasn't paid on Saturday, put it all Friday, whenever it was, it was Friday. Yeah. But even if they were all paid, it's just the backroom staff. There's only a matter of time they think, well, it's going to be us soon. Yeah, you I know, think so. It is going to affect the players. Us, what? us being outside of the ground or not. They probably don't really give a shit about that. They care about their wages, ultimately, you know. Mm. Uh, so if they're not getting it, or there's their mates aren't getting it, then there's issues. This is, the, this is the problem that I have as well, where it is a small community football club where we all know at least one person that yeah. works within the four walls of the football oh, yeah. club. And yeah. we, we care about them because they're our friends. Like So yeah. we're, as soon as we find out that they're not getting their wages, well, yeah. that pisses us off and that rubs me the wrong this way. This is what annoyed me You're on... on, on no respect. Yeah, this is what annoyed me on Shrimper Zone over the last two, three days, over the weekend, whatever. Um, people going on there saying, oh, you know, don't protest, don't do this, don't upset the players. You know, hold on a minute, we're doing this for the players. We're doing this for the staff. You know, we're having a protest or, or whatever. I haven't called it a protest, but we're having a protest because we know people are not getting paid. We're trying to fight the good fight here. You know, we are all us, us, us three know Jordan Groom, right? Yeah. It, was, it was a ticket office manager. I don't know what's going on there, right? Yeah. But Jordan's a good guy, right? You know, he's been through it over the last few, uh, you know, few years. And he's come out of it really strong. And I'm really proud of the boy. But he doesn't deserve to be treated like this. He's a fan as well. A lot of them people working in that club are not just, you know, they're for a job. They're there because they're fans. I, I guarantee you there's some people who work there who have taken 
who could have worked elsewhere for more money, but because they're working at a football club, they'll quite happily, you know. And we've got we've, to protect we've, we've, We're a family we've club. We've done that for years, Scott. We've done we've done that for years. We 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 employ fans and treat them like shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and, and, it's and, such and, a backwards way of thinking. Such yeah. a backward way of thinking. These people are going to go above and beyond for you anyway. Correct, correct. If you're a smart businessman, you make sure you try and employ fans because they're going to give it that extra. You know, as long as you look after them, right. They're going to give it that extra. And they love their club. Play to your strengths. And I could write a bloody book about this. But, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm bashing my head against the wall. I haven't got a wall. Phone, that'll do. You know what I mean? This is the essence of Southridge United Football Club. It is so simple, yet so difficult for them. I feel sorry for Tom Lawrence. I get on with Tom Lawrence superbly. We talk all the time. So many times he must be sitting there just like you know. And, and, I, and I can imagine him now, right? Right now, he's probably had something come across his desk, um, and he's probably looking at it going, "Oh god." <laughs> and, and I've spoke to him on the phone after something like this has happened. Now, he literally sounds like he's going to jump off the East Stand roof. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't advise it because <laughs> right, there's, a, there's asbestos in that room. Um, <laughs> as we as we found out, um, it matter, will it? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The fall don't kill you. Not that it's very big. The asbestos will get you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, no, but like you know, losing the will to live, and, and and he's a guy who I genuinely give my seal of approval for what it's worth. I mean, what I think, yeah, no, not worth a wank. What I think, but. <laughs> You know, I, I I believe he's true to the cause. You know, I believe his heart's in the right place. But again, he's a lion led by a donkey. You know? Yeah. And that donkey wasn't a problem while the donkey was in the pen and locked up, <laughs> right? And, 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 and just grazing over in the field. But when the donkey came back, right, and got involved in a certain... Uh, Transfer of a player that went to Dagdam, right? The donkey started going, hey, oh, whatever, whatever noise it fucking make. <laughs> this is classic. It's going to go down and the best cusses back podcast ever. ever. Um, and yeah, started doing it or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I, I had a drink, by the way, and I'm stone cold. Too. I worked earlier, I'm working later. Um, and he, he stuck his oar in. And all, so you get it? He stuck his oar in. Oh, yeah. good, but um, uh, and it all went, still went to shit. Mm. You know, it's you employ Mister Tom Lawrence to do a job to be CEO and run this football club. If you employ him, Ron, and you're so fucking tight, <laughs> let him do his job. <laughs> and if not. Don't have him here and you do it. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do not we'll, say that. We'll cut that. Get out of my ever. We'll, but we'll, you, you we'll see what I'm coming from. Uh, yeah, because on the on the slimmest of slim chances that Ron listens to this, he might go, it's a good idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or he could employ me. Imagine what I Christ, imagine what I am then. Oh, yeah. Scott <laughs> Peters, CEO. Oh, yeah. Well, I think ultimately, I've... I've, I've I think us three are probably on the same same page. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 for what it's worth as well. Yeah. yeah. For what it's worth as well, boycott would was my first suggestion. I said start of a boycott, see what happens, see if there's any movement, mm. and then sort of progress it after that. You know, even a even before boycott, maybe a stage walkout on the 60th minute or something. I don't know, but something like that. Just something says some there's some actual movement there. Mm. But until yeah. there's some actual physical movement happening, it will continue to take the piss. You know, I don't want to get into this stadium argument, but the amount of times I hear about the stadium and, uh, you know, oh, we'll, we'll be self-sufficient and all that. We what won't. a load we of won't. bollocks that is. No, I do like the fact that... The, How are we going to be self-sufficient? I no. do like the fact that we're going to have safe standing, though. I must admit. Yeah, but what I mean, but, but it's a in the sky, isn't it? Yeah, and the whole, I mean, the self-sufficient side of it is complete nonsense to but me. It's I get how it's going to make more money. It is. You know, anyone can see 
you know, that yes, a function room will bring in yeah, a little money. bit of money, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things of a professional football club, pittance. Yeah. Well, it's not what you said on that, wasn't it? A, a, a function room's a function room when you're in there, you know, so unless it's got this spectacular view of the pitch or, or, or whatever, then then a function room is a fucking function room. It, like, it, yeah. it might as well, it might as well yeah. be in the park. It, it looks like any other circa 2010's X Factor audition room. Yeah. No, it does. <laughs> it does when you're in there, when you're in there, they all look the same. Well, maybe that's the so idea. What's, so what's, is that is that how this club's going to be self-sufficient in a new stadium? Matt, There's an absolutely no revenue stream there throughout the rest of the week. We have one home game every two, uh, once every other Saturday. How are we making money throughout the week? It's built in the middle of a housing estate. Well, the biggest, the biggest victims of this were actually Scunthorpe. Because what Scunthorpe did, they are the first of the newer generation of stadiums they built it, but I believe back in the 80s. But all that surrounding it, it's not theirs. So they don't generate nothing from that. So they're already looking for somewhere else. Mm. You need to be looking. When you're not in the Premier League, because in the Premier League, they don't even need fans at games amount of TV money they get. They could just play behind closed doors. No, they, well, they, they proved that a couple of years ago when there literally wasn't anyone in. Pandemic. And they're still spending record monies on transfers. <laughs> you know? But when you're in that, you know, and I, I hate to use a Corbyn saying, jams just about managing. You know, slammed in the middle, like championship down to, say, National League or Conference North and South. That little bit there, you know... You need fans. Fans are your biggest draw, your biggest income. You know, so but but you but and because because it's just fans that that is your biggest income. You need to have income coming in elsewhere on non-match days. You know, you need to say bowling alley, rent from the bowling alley, cinema, the casino, the knocking shop, right? <laughs> Maybe not that one. That's that's cash in hand anyway. Um, <laughs> well, that was what it started out as. We had this huge parade of big retail park. No, nothing. House and estate. Where's the where's the money coming from? Where's the revenue coming from? I mean, none. Once them properties are sold, right? There's no ongoing revenue stream. All right, they might put as you were talking about earlier the little the little mini oh, Tesco sure. Express on the corner or whatever. But what's that going to do? That's that going to go to Ron anyway. Yeah. You might have a little little coffee and a a little convenience store. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, it was a retail park. One thing I did say was important, and I stress this to the club, that a lot of successful clubs that um, that I like how they do this, they have a bar that is accessible at the stadium before you go into the stadium. Yeah. So anyone from any stand can go in there. So you can have away fans in there as well if you want, because you've got such a captured audience around the ground there. Because there's nothing else in a good distance. The railway is a you know a good walking distance away. Same with the Saxon King. Good fifteen minute walk. Exactly. You know, so if you can get a good bar on site, I remember. I don't know if you boys remember Darlington's new ground. That's now not their new ground because it's knocked down because it's old. <laughs> if they had a big bar there that you could go in you know Walsall prime example you know their big members club they had huge hall they had you could go in there you had you the know, big tent at the back of um, Oxford as well Oxford yeah till there's nothing it's one well, a little, little bit similar to Northampton it's got kind of it's got restaurants it hasn't got a pub or a bar so they put this huge like gazebo up Everyone over a little boozer. Yeah, uh, yeah Cassan bought the pub. So yeah, because apparently the show story goes, I might it might not be true. The bowling alley were not happy. So Cassan bought the pub to shut it. <laughs> and we think Ron bought the bowling alley. And do you know what's ironic? <laughs> they got a three-sided stadium as well. Yeah. Well, that's crap and all. But you know what? We're just going to have to wait and see, and we're and the next thing we've got to do is get the uh, fans and fan groups together to to meet. There's no question of that. That now has to happen. 
Um, just putting messages out saying monitoring progress um, and shit like that. I ain't going to cut the mustard anymore. No, you know, I ain't going to butter no parsnips. So <laughs> you, you like these sounds, don't you? Um, I do talk like this normally, by the way. Like, well, the I know. Like, we know you. Well, I've known you long enough. I know you. Talk this normally, didn't I? <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah, I think that that's the next port of call. What we've got to do, uh, but everyone's got to be on the same page. But you don't. We you need consensus. You need consensus on that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm going to like a regular feature kind of guy now. I get wheeled out for certain things. If you want, yeah. yeah. I mean, change your background next time. But um... I, what did you say? <laughs> I'm a dancing monkey. It's a good job I'm not of an Asian persuasion. It place of beer and rounds you up. Anyway, hopefully. Thank you. Anyway, no, no, seriously, brother. I had a lovely time doing this, boys. Great fun. Great yeah, no, fun. No, no, um, shame it's such a crap subject in that sense, really. But Listen, I've got some great stories, right, of adventures around the country <laughs> of football that would be great for some podcast episodes. Just, just you know... Chewing the fat, chatting shit, you know. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll do one in person, won't we? Yeah, we'll do it in person. Yeah. We, we both yeah, enough you, for that. But listen, you guys, you guys are doing a great job. You've got a great podcast here. You guys are playing your part more than you know, I think, more than you realise sometimes. Oh, well, we, we, we need to do it more. The thing is, we're both individually in the process of moving, so it's... um. It's, oh yeah, they're not as regular as they need to be, but yeah. um, I think once that's done, because we'll right. yeah, uh, uh, hands up, we have been shit this season. We're, us, not not the same. Uh, oh yeah, no, this is us as as the Custard Splat podcast, whatever that is. We've been shit this <laughs> season. You, you've built your foundations. You know, you've built a reputation, a good reputation, and you know you got you get a good. Every time you do a podcast, you must. You get over a thousand listeners, don't you, or something like that, or? I don't know what it is. Don't know. Yeah, to be honest, uh, don't really look. You've got traction, though. People yeah. enjoying it. We've got, we've got a following. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got. I guess you could say we, we have become a supporters group because we've yeah. got a following. Oh yeah, yeah well, you, and you're a voice to that as well. You know, you're, 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 you know, giving an opinion and a voice, and and quite rightly. Um, you should have a seat at the table, and I'd always fight for you guys to have that seat at the table. I suspect, though, that this podcast will feature quite highly, given the who's on it, the clientele. You know, I mean, but the people have been crying out for Eden for a long time. So, <laughs> you know, I'll just say Eden. I meant me. Um, but no, um, no, it's been a real, real pleasure, guys, to do yeah, it. I'd good. love to come back on and, and work with you guys in the yeah, future. No, We'll doing do this, I mean, I could chat like this for hours with some great stories, but you, like I always, like I've said, you guys have got a key role to play, and I know you guys are going to move forward and come to the meetings that we're going to arrange and take it in good faith, uh, and 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 go where um and 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 see where it leads. Is this episode going to be its own thing, to, or? Do they get added on to other ones? Or? We're not sure yet. This, this, we're not sure. Not we're sure. Not, we might just do it at its own one and then do another one. But yeah. I'll send it to all her family.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.